Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie and I have a little cold, so hopefully I sound weird in my headphones, so hopefully I don't sound weird in your headphones or in your car or on your Amazon or however you're listening to this, hiding in my closet behind the clothes. However, however you guys get there, let me change where this headphone cord goes. Well, that's annoying. Hold on one second. <laughs> All right. It is. Oh, man. I, I am totally unprepared for this. It's a few days before Christmas, and my closet is a staging area for presents. So it's kind of tight in here. All right. Well, um, let's see. It was a good week. Talked to you on Monday. Not much happened. We had uh, some work, or I worked Tuesday and Wednesday, and quite frankly, we got zero sleep. But uh, today's been a good day. My kids got out of school. We had a fantastic day, cleaned the house, played some games. And uh, my wife's home for the next, like, nine days, and I only have to work one out of those nine days. So it's really like no complaints. It's a good place. I hope everybody else is uh, during this holiday season. They get just as much, if not more, time off to chill out with their families and enjoy. Um, oh yeah, today we're going to give away two hats. Two boring hats. And uh, But that's at the end. So let's start the stories. We've got five stories today. And... Uh, Kind of come. It turns out we actually have more, but I combined a bunch of stories into a few of these little segments because they're really close, to, closely related to one another. But and without a doubt, every single article has something to do with Fred Lambert. So and electric. So just assume that I got all of this information from electric for whatever reason. It just I don't know. It's he writes a lot of stuff, and when you're that prolific, eventually especially closer to the holidays, that's all that's going to be available to to go through if you're doing a podcast on Tesla news. So let's start off. Um, Elon Musk, he says uh, that Tesla's been working on an update to its navigation system, and it's 
light years better than the current system. Uh, this is done, he announced this through a series of tweets. So there's not a lot more information about this, but um, that's certainly good to know. I know a lot of folks who are on Autopilot 2 or Hardware 2, they are having a really difficult time with some of their navigation issues. So hopefully this corrects that. And best guess is we've heard rumors that they're going to replace hardware in the Autopilot 2 or the Hardware 2 vehicles, like the computer hardware, because it's just not enough to... Um, computationally handle all of the things that it needs to handle during the navigation. So I wonder if Tesla went through and just kind of rewrote the whole thing or major parts of it, which is a huge uh, task. But it makes sense that Elon would would do something like that uh, to make it work for the current hardware or the new hardware that they're going to release, the new computer system itself that they're going to release for the cars. Who knows? <clears throat> what they're going to do but there is an in, there is an update coming soon early 2018 and it'll likely see that uh, navigation system also um, for the update that's coming we're looking at a new internet browser uh, updated media and that's a good thing because the internet browser on the car which you know whatever do you really need an internet browser on a car but it, it's not great um, updated media system. Medium system definitely feels dated. I haven't been in a Tesla in a while, but the last time I was in one, it definitely felt dated. More enhanced autopilot features, which is awesome. Automatic windshield wipers for autopilot or hardware 2.0 cars, which that this somebody sent Elon a tweet that said, hey, can we get this? And he said, sure. And that is actually fairly... Um, I think that's a pretty important feature. I'm going to unzip my sweatshirt here because it was cold in the main part of my house, but it's hot in my closet. So let's just take that off real slow. Use your imagination. It's not great. Anyway, so yeah, the, the, the rain thing that I have, I've had a car with that and in Arizona doesn't rain very often, but when it does, that feature is a really nice feature. I'm not going to lie. Um, not that I'm not capable of turning on the windshield wipers. It's just a nice little added convenience. And if Tesla can do it through software, um, great. That's awesome. And the final thing, and we're going to talk more about this, is a battery preheating feature. So if you live in a cold climate, which many people do, um, and I'm talking really cold, you're, you take a battery hit uh, in performance because the battery isn't working. It doesn't work well in cold climates. It doesn't work well in warm climates either, hot climates, let's say. So um, what the Tesla's doing now is they are preheating the battery so that it keeps them at an optimum temperature. So you get the maximum efficiency from your battery, which makes total sense. Um, you can enable this feature through the vehicle or through the app and uh, let's hope that it's released before the, all the snow melts and it's summertime. Now in Arizona, where I live, we're looking at, you know, February, and we'll get a little bit rainy, and then by May, we'll be back into the 80-degree weather again. So for, you know, you know, Arizona, that's not important, but if you're in, like, Maine, Canada, or any of the other cold places, Sweden, Norway, Russia, 
Um, the UK can get pretty cold. Alaska, where, I'm, where I grew up as a kid, uh, that's really important. And I think that's a cool feature for them to roll out. It's just like they just keep making the car better and better and better. And they really don't have any... If you, if you follow the current model of vehicles, um, vehicle manufacturers, they don't have any obligation to actually fix anything or make it better once you've purchased it. And Tesla continues to make things better, which I think is awesome. Uh, let's see. Third story. So Model 3 deliveries are they're rolling out for normal people, people like you and me, if you have a actual uh, reservation, which I don't. Uh, there's a cool drone flyover uh, over Tesla's Fremont factory showing all the Model 3s waiting to be delivered uh, based on, somebody did, I didn't count, but based on uh, somebody counting all of the cars, they approximate uh, that there are about 300 vehicles waiting to be delivered, which is fantastic. And hopefully those got to those people before the, those got to the owners, new owners before Christmas. So they have something cool to play with underneath the tree as it were. Um, let's see how I think I skipped and yes. So, um, this is one of those ones that I combined a bunch of stories into one, according to some supplier reports, um, Tesla's working to reach their goal of 5,000 units. Um, they've had suppliers, suppliers have said that the Tesla's ordering, um, enough units, enough, uh, <laughs> product from them to produce 5,000 cars a week, multiple, um, boy, I'm starting to really feel dumb here. Multiple, uh, uh, suppliers have said that skipping past that. Uh, now if we think back, Tesla a month or two ago said, I think it was at the end of October, they said, well, we're going to lower and we're going to say we're going to be at 3,000 by the end of December. Well, this is this week, so I don't know if that's actually going to be the case that they'll even hit 3,000. But like I've said several times on this podcast, it's only a matter of time. They're they're working through the snags, and it's probably, or it was probably, a lot of different things. And once they kind of get through those headaches, then at scale, they're, they're going to start moving through those 5,000 pretty quickly and move on to whatever their next goal was. So... This is great news. Um, let's see. I, I, my prediction is sometime at the end of February, we'll hear that they're at 5,000 a month or we'll reach that in March. Uh, cause February has got a couple of days short, but one gentleman, um, and he goes in the Tesla motor club forum. He goes by the, uh, the name of Granite Heads. Um, he posted in the Tesla Motors forum, uh, well, I'd love to see November deliveries. I have terminal stage four cancer, and I've been told I only have three to four months to live. Uh, the last thing on my bucket list is our Model 3. I'd like to have a few days experience and enjoying it. I wonder if there's any flexibility in the queue. Well, I mean, everybody can probably... Um, feel for this gentleman. That, that sucks. Mostly, nobody really wants to have terminal cancer, let's be honest. Uh, but Bonnie Norman, who's, I follow her on Twitter, and if you don't, you should. Um, 
she's very active in the Tesla community. Uh, she got into contact with the gentleman, and she arranged a friend of hers, uh, Davina Singh, who also happens to be a Tesla um, employee, to bring the car over to this guy's house and show him the car and Miss Singh let him drive it. And uh, I, it, the pictures show this guy looked like he had just a fantastic time, which is very sweet and very heartwarming and and uh especially this time of year but any time of year it makes you feel good that there are people out there who are going out of their way to make somebody so it makes somebody's life or make somebody just in general feel special or make their life a little bit better even if it's only for a couple hours um so but uh bonnie norman she went the extra mile and she contacted other contacts in tesla and said can we move this guy's now, she doesn't work for Tesla, but she said, like I said, she's very active in the community. She said, can we move his his uh, configuration date up? And the next day, the gentleman received his configuration date, and now he has a car, a Model 3, which is very, very sweet. And I don't know. it. Uh, it's a really nice thing to do, especially for somebody who's a total stranger. And that was very sweet of her to do. And, and I think everybody should go on Twitter and applaud her and tell her that she did a great work. Good job. Um, next up, let's talk about the Tesla Semi. There are so many people like Pepsi, UPS, and some uh, companies in Canada and companies in Europe. They're all pre-ordering this car. It's gotten so bad. Now, I had, didn't find a source on this. I just heard a, on a podcast that I listened to about Tesla, but it's gotten so bad that they've actually had to raise the, uh, the, the pre-order price because they want to be able to, um, manage that demand. So if you don't know you, the pre-order, you put the money down and then that money goes towards the purchase of the Tesla. So they're not paying to be on a list so much as they're paying for a spot in line. Uh, but it's, it's, I think it's, um, just like the Model 3 kind of uh, surprised them at how many people ordered. Same with the Tesla Semi. But like I said, Pepsi, UPS, these companies in Canada and Europe, which they've recently opened up um, in those places, the pre-orders. This is fantastic. Um, one of the partners that um, Tesla's been working with on, on designing the car one of the uh, over-the-road truck trucking firms, they didn't say which one, said that, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but said that the Tesla Semi performance is legit. Like, that is every, it's everything that Elon Musk says it is. But Tesla has some competition. We know that Cummings has uh, designed their own electric vehicle for semis. Uh, but there's another company, and it's a little smaller. Well, it's a lot smaller than Tesla or Cummings. And it's Thor. Um, it's a small startup. I think the CEO is only 25 years old, um, but it's called uh, Thor. Such a cool name for a truck company or a semi truck. But it's called the ET One, and I'm gonna guess that's the electric Thor One. But I don't know what the ET stands for. That's just my guess. Uh, but it'll sell for $150,000, which is right in the range uh, for the smaller model or Tesla semi, but it's going to cost $150,000. It's going to have a hundred mile range with 80,000 pound load. 
Now that's not going to compete at all. I don't know what the Cummings, uh, and I didn't look it up, but I don't know what the Cummings specs are. But for me, I don't know why you would buy this and not a Tesla. Um, now I understand this is a small startup and it's going to cost them a lot of money for research and development. It's going to cost them a lot of money to get ramped up. And over time, that price will fall. Um, and they don't have the battery connections. They're basically where Tesla was with the Roadster, the first Roadster, where they had to use a lot of off-the-shelf off parts, which drove the price of the vehicle up significantly and drove the profit margins, if any, down significantly. So that's kind of where they're at. They are planning um, a 300-mile range vehicle, but they expect that that will cost another $100,000. Um, I really hope that this company does well. I hope that they are successful, but they are definitely, and this isn't something that they don't already know, but they're definitely going to have to find a cheaper way to manufacture and a cheaper way um, to pack the power that's just even get close to to Tesla's um, specs. They just need to get close because there might be companies out there who don't necessarily like CEOs, who don't necessarily like Elon Musk. And so they're more likely to go with another company like Thor, but they're not going to, even if they don't like somebody, I don't think that you would go with a company that gets, you know, 400 miles less range for the same price. Best guess. That's my best guess. But the more competition, the better. I think this is fantastic, and I wish these guys luck. Um, yeah, I'm going to look more into this. I, th I think they, they are going to do some great things, to be honest with you. Maybe not their first product, but eventually. Okay. <laughs> I think I have a sneeze button here somewhere. Hold on one second. I don't. This, this, uh... Sorry about that. This, um little mixing board that I have doesn't have very many features. Okay, moving on. Uh, this is the last story, and then we'll get to the actual um, drawing for the hats. Tesla now has a fair use pro uh, policy for its supercharger network. So basically, uh, if you don't know, the supercharger network was intended for long-distance travel. It wasn't intended for local people going to the supercharger and parking their car all day. We've talked about in the past about the idle fee. So basically, after your car's done charging, you have a certain amount of time to pick it up. Otherwise, you're charged a fee for just letting your car sit there in the parking spot. Well, now what they're doing is they are cracking down on uh, people who use their Teslas for commercial purposes. Um, after today, which I don't remember what the day was, whatever the date is that this article was written, uh, Tesla will no longer offer supercharging to commercial use. Um, I don't know how they would figure that out with ride sharing, to be honest with you. But the commercial use is defined as taxi, ride-sharing, goods, transportation, government purposes, or any other commercial ventures. If I, if I have the car registered in my own name, and I do an occasional Lyft uh, drive, which I do now when my kids are in school, um, I don't know how they would know that you were charging your vehicle other than maybe you're charging it too often. But even then, I don't know how you, they would know that you're, you're charging it. Uh, for commercial uses, you just might be a jerk. 
So I don't quite understand how they're going to figure this out, and maybe they won't entirely figure it out, but they've already said that they they can block or limit the charging uh, for people who are using commercial vehicles. So, um, but what if you, like, what if you're like Tesloop? Now, Tesloop has a pretty large feet, fleet, and if you don't know, they basically, they'll drive you from California, somewhere in LA area, to Vegas, and then they'll drive you back. And that's, the, you know, that's, their business and it's kind of like a charter you charter the, the tesla and you get this nice ride there and back father and son came up with this idea so the son did and the father supported his kid which i think is awesome um the original thought was they would if they did this they'd be able to pay for one tesla and they now they have a whole fleet and a business wrapped around that which is really cool but they really rely heavily on the supercharger network and we talked about this in the past um basically on how much they've spent um, versus how much it would cost in an ICE vehicle. Take a drink real quick. And by the way, it's a whole lot less in the Tesla than the ICE vehicle, especially with the maintenance charges, but also the fuel. But after today, if they buy a vehicle, which you know they almost certainly will, they won't be able to use those superchargers. So how does that work exactly? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, because if they're going for long distances, they're just going to have to upgrade to that big battery, I guess, and have some destination charger that they charge the car up before they come back. I don't quite know how that was going to work for them. And it's really none of my business. But um, it's just kind of one of those things. I think one of the, the positive things um, that Tesla's doing here is uh, they are keeping like if you purchased a tesla for commercial use um prior to the day that they they said the cutoff is they're the grandfathered you and you're good um if you um are purchasing a car for further use or uh, additional use you know now it's not going to come with uh supercharging but why why is this a big deal because people who are regular people who are traveling across the country with their families let's just say for a upcoming holiday and they need to use the supercharger and it takes another 45 minutes because some guy out there is is uh, driving a Tesla taxi and he's on the supercharger and he's filling it up before he starts his shift or somewhere in the middle of his shift and you have a bunch of people like that in, in a small area or even a large area, then that's going to make it very difficult for those people who are traveling across the country to charge. So I understand completely why Tesla is doing this. It seems like maybe they could have a different, like maybe another alternative. I don't know quite what it is. Maybe a reservation system for commercial vehicles where they pay a fee. And then they can reserve a spot at a certain time. I don't know how you would uh, necessarily enforce that, but anyway, um, it kind of makes it, it makes total sense, and I don't blame them for for doing such a thing. Um, and but that's it. And I, you know, ultimately, if you're making money with your Tesla, bravo, and I think that's awesome. Um, but you know, on the other side, if I was a Tesla owner and I was just trying to get someplace. And I had to wait an exorbitant amount of time, or somebody was just gone because they went to the, you know, went to the mall to go shopping and come back for two and a half hours. I'd be a little pissed. It's not a good look. It's not a good way to run a business. All right, let's get to the part that I think most people are waiting for. We had five people uh, total uh, do this. Uh, do, 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 do. There we go. We had five people total 
enter the contest. So what we're going to do is I have a, or had, hold on, a random number generator up. It is not up at the moment. Also, I'm looking for some interactions I had with somebody. Hold on. Yeah, what? Inbox, there we go. So we have Frederick, uh, Peter, we have Christopher, let me pull up my numbers, those are just, uh, we had Dale, and um, we had one more gentleman, oh why isn't that updated, oh it is updated, and James, so uh, numbers one through five, it goes Christopher, James, Peter, Frederick and Dale. So let's go through the random number generator. Boop do 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 do. Oops, come on, silly. So I only have two hats. So we're going to do one through five. I'm going to hit generate. Number one. And number one is, what did I say that was? Peter? No, Christopher. Christopher, you won a hat. Let's do it again. This is fun. And number five. And that would be Dale. Dale, you won a hat. So Christopher and Dale. Now, there's three other people who didn't win a hat. And here's what I'm going to do for those three gentlemen. Um, I'm going to send you a um, SpaceX... Uh, Mars Terraform cup, coffee cup. So basically what it is, is a coffee cup. It's got a picture, it's black, it's got a picture of Mars on it. You add some sort of hot liquid to it, like coffee or hot chocolate or whatever, tea. And over time, it goes from the red planet to a terraformed planet that looks like Earth. Now, if you remember uh, the gentleman uh, that's been on the podcast a couple times, Brad, um, this is what I got him for Christmas. Don't tell him. So I think this is a really cool gift. It's uh, super neat. So I will contact everybody. Um, and everybody gets a gift. Now the next giveaway, that will not be the case. Because, I, you know, these aren't... They're not super expensive. But you add a bunch of shipping costs in and other things. Then it gets expensive because I do this all out of pocket. But this is just my way of showing that I appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast, especially people who have been uh, here from the beginning. Um, it's, uh, I don't know, it uh, it's, it's very, uh, I don't want to say overwhelming. It's amazing that anybody, especially in the numbers that we currently have, or I currently have, anybody listens to this podcast at all. And I appreciate... Um, everybody who does listen to the podcast, because I know I ramble. Dale called it sidebar, which is a really nice way to say just r bumbling idiot. Like, I just kind of ramble like I am right now when I don't know what to do or say. But I really appreciate every single person that listens to the show. I really hope that everyone has a super uh, loving holiday. And if you don't celebrate Christmas or any of the other holidays that are going on right now, 
Uh, I just hope you have a good week and I hope everybody, at least in the next two weeks, is nice to each other and uh, we don't have any terrible tragedies or anything like that. I just, I really wanted to, this is my favorite time of the year. Um, I have five-year-old twins and it is in that, um, it's always been my favorite time of the year, but now that they're growing up and they're kind of really in the, they're not quite at the peak of Christmas, but they're really in that uh, zone. They're just starting to fully kind of comprehend of what Christmas is more than just presents. And uh, we talk about stories and, and just, you know, general, I don't know, just, it's just lovely. I love, I love this time of year. I, I, I get really sentimental this time of year. So I hope that uh, everybody who listens to the show has a wonderful holiday. And uh, again, I appreciate it. I, I can't tell you like every single person who listens to the show, I appreciate you so, so much because I do this for fun. Like, uh, I started prepping for this podcast at six o'clock. It's now 1135 and I'm finally finishing if I stop rambling soon. And, um, you know, my family lets me have that time, which is, you know, five ish, maybe sometimes six hours to prep for this thing. Even though it's only five stories, it's a lot of, or five topics that we talked about today that there's a lot of reading and and deciding what should be in the show and what shouldn't so yeah that's it um i will contact the winners tonight and i'm really happy that uh everybody played and i'm really happy everybody's going home with something and hopefully uh you guys will think it's cool the the people that didn't win the hats hopefully you think the coffee cup's cool i think it's cool all right just like every other week i don't know how to end this stupid thing so have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next week. Um, it's either going to be really short or I'm going to pre-record it because my family, we're all off together and we're staying home and that doesn't happen very often. So yeah, that is it. Um, all right. Awkward pause, awkward silence, awkward goodbyes right now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 